Hi, this is Christopher Framberg and I'm one of the pastors in SOS Church Stockholm. We are an international Pentecostal church on Kungsholmen with celebrations in both English and Swedish. Our vision is to be a church that is for all people and to all nations that are living the Book of Acts kind of life in Stockholm and to the ends of the earth. We hope that this week's message will challenge and equip you to live a strong life together with Jesus. Wow. When I was sitting here at the recap, I'm like, wow, that's amazing. Oh, I'm part of it. That's awesome. You know, uh, we have had a great year, and then I want to start. Uh, I just want to start by saying thank you, Pastor Christopher, for allowing me to preach today. He asked me, I was landing, and then he asked me, same Sunday morning, we landed at 6.30, and by 10 he said, can you preach next Sunday? I was like... I can. Why not? It's awesome. And I'm really thankful. I'm, I don't take it for granted. I'm, I'm very honored. And this church is amazing. Look around. Just look around and see the beautiful faces around. This is your family. This is your church family that you see. And this church is amazing. We have an amazing church in Kigoris too. But this is special. We have birth this church. We have been carrying this church. It's to coming back and see your little baby grow up and see how it flourish. And I love to see so many new faces. And it was awesome yesterday to see so many new faces taking a lead and really taking responsibility. And it's, 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 I feel like a big proud mom. And, uh, and this church is amazing. So to all of you. Today I'm going to preach about count your blessings. This has been something that has been in our spirit this whole year um, because the differences are so big. We knew it was big because we've been traveling in Africa the last 15 years, but it's just, it's big differences and you realize how blessed we are in this nation here in Sweden. Uh, and I'm taking a sip of my water here and as it's not 50-50, I just have to... Mm -hmm. So everybody know, probably most of you have heard this illustration with what do you see in the glass, okay? Everybody can agree on we have 50-50, if 50% water in this glass, okay? But what we can disagree on is if it's half full or half empty, right? And that's a mindset and that's what I want to preach to you today about because I want you to count your blessings. I want you to be reminded of what you have and not focus on what you don't have. Because if we walk a lifestyle with actually counting our blessings and uh, appreciate at what we have, then I will be like, wow, I will make it through this preaching because I have a half glass water and that will take me through when I'm thirsty. I will make it. I'm so happy for this water. But on the other hand, I could have done like this and said, what is this? Who is this usher giving me half full water glass? Is that how you think the preacher here in church? Is that my value? That I'm just giving half a cup of water? Mm-hmm. You know, people are like that. And you're laughing now. But actually, that is exactly what we are doing. Spoiled people that doesn't understand how blessed they are complain about things that you shouldn't complain about. 
It's like you have so much. And yes, we can have more. And yes, it can be problems. And yes, we, we, want, we, we believe that God will take us from glory to glory and that he will just lead us through and, and he wants to bless us. But meanwhile, let's count what we have already. Because if you walk around with life and think, I have so much, it will be more nice to be around you. And you will be a blessing to others because you are thankful for what you already have. So that is what we're going to preach to you today. And we are in the Christmas season. I can take this slide. Everybody know this? Probably, I don't know if you guys do Christmas shopping. But back in the days, before Corona times, you did squeeze with everybody else on Drottninggatan. And, and you see these people with like five bags each and with the big jackets and they're like so sweaty and so in a rush. And then they come to the next store and they have to be in that store. It's like 15 meters lined. And it's like, ah, oh, the stress. Nobody, anyone have felt that? And then you ask yourself every year, why didn't I think about this earlier? And it's always a surprise. And it shouldn't be because it's Christmas every year. And you should give Christmas gifts to your, to your kids every year. Like you can buy Christmas gifts in August. Why don't we do that? We don't, we don't have to squeeze in with everybody else. This is stress. And we are trained because we're living in a materialistic society where we are fed by me, by me. And, oh, I should buy now because then I save three, 300 crowns. Yeah, but you just spend 500, you know. <laughs> um, and the reason I want to talk about this is this is not what Christmas should be all about. We shouldn't be too much concerned about what we should buy and how, how we can just make competition with the other siblings or the other aunts who are giving the best birth Christmas present. Because it takes so much focus from something that is not the plan from the beginning. And it's so much stress. And we allow us to just be carried away. And I'm going to tell you something. You know what? Your kids, honestly, they don't need a single more toy. Like, they have more than most people have in the entire world. My son's friend in Kilgoris live with in, in huts with wooden uh, with clay floor and it's clay on the and, and they have still this round stick and they're running around. And it's quiet now, but that's actually a reality for very so many people. Then we want to give. But what I want to talk to you about is the reason why we celebrate and the reason why we give gifts is not to be part of this materialistic consume and, and that we just give and give and give with things that that's actually don't need. Because when Jesus came 2,000 years ago, he did not come in prosperity and wealth and into the palace with everything. And there's a reason why he didn't, to show us that a real blessing and what's really matter is not all the material stuff, all the things that we wrap us with and that we think is the most important thing. No, he came naked and poor, and he was born in a stable. He was not even born in a simple home. He was born in a simple home, in a stable of a simple home way down on the hierarchy. Why? To show us that the reason for him coming is not to have 
the, the gold and the palace and the rich and the wealth. No, he come to bless us with something else. His very presence, his very being, that is the blessing that we should aim for. And let this Christmas be a reminder that don't go into this wheel that we just stress and it's so much and you just buy and think. And you do so many things without reflecting and then you're thinking, oh, I'm so stressed and I'm worn out. And for what? Why? Because God wants you to have a life to the full. And he wants you to... To do what you have, the gift you have to do, to do his kingdom and, and expansion, his kingdom. And also for you to, to be well in the process. Not to just be worn out and Christmas comes and you're like, Ugh, because you've done so much. Buy the meatballs, okay? You don't have to. I know Christopher said no, but if you're way too stressed, if you're way too stressed... Take it down and remember what's really important. Jesus came poor and simple, but he came with blessings that is not touchable. And that's what we're going to look at, the different blessings. Let's go to, uh, to see what is the blessing. And when you look it up, it's actually a thing condu conducive to happiness or welfare. It's Blessing is God's favor and protection. It's also special favor and mercy to have more than enough. That's when you're blessed. You have things, but then you have even more than the things you need. That's kind of the definition of being blessed. And in the Christian world, we are using like, oh, God bless you. Bless you. Oh, have a blessed week. God bless you. And it's like, yeah, but what does it really mean? Do you say that because it's a phrase to say hello? Next time you say, God bless you, I want you to understand the full meaning of it. And we come back to that because there are blessings that is beyond the materialistic stuff that you and I are running after. But the blessings we want to send with our friends and people that we meet is not that. There's something, some other blessings that God wants to give to you. In Psalm 102 and 1 to 2, it says, praise the Lord my soul, all my inmost being, praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all his benefits. What is the benefits? It's the blessings. All those things that God has been giving you, and he's saying to us here, don't forget about them. Don't be the person aiming for what's not there, but are thankful for the benefits that's already here. You have so much. God already have blessed you just by sitting here. All of you have clean and, and whole clothes, except for the small kids, mom. But they have. <laughs> but, you know, we have clean clothes. We have no holes in our clothes. And it's so, it becomes such a reality when you live in a, in a place. When people come to church and it's still holes in their clothes. And you realize this was the t-shirt with less holes. So this is the church clothes. And that's a reality for so many people. And we have so much. And God doesn't want us to be spoiled Christians. God wants us to be thankful Christians. God wants us to be thankful what we have so we can bless others. And, and in the Hebrew word, 
for blessing, it's actually barak. It's actually the word in Swahili too, barak. That means to praise and salute and you are blessed. In the Greek word is translated makaros, and that is fortune, happy, enlarged. That you go from having this, and then God bless you, so it's enlarged. It becomes more than you needed, better, bigger. Is that only for you, or do God bless you so you can leave blessings for others? But we are too selfish too many times. We just keep it for myself. That's why I'm so proud of this church for what we did yesterday. Because we took from our large and gave it for them who have nothing. Because that's pleasing for God when we take our blessings and become a blessings for others. I had a friend and, and uh, she told me like this because we talked about this with perspective and blessings and everything. And she said, yeah, Julian, she, she told me that she had just gone through difficulties and almost become burnt out and it was hardship in her life the last year but still she told me she said you know what on my worst day I'm still more blessed than most people on their good day true and she said sometimes I thought about that and that helped me over the the critical times she said on my worst day I think a lot of people in the world would have swapped places with me, and they would have been so blessed on her worst days to just switch shoes on that with that person that day. You know, we moved out to Africa, and we knew we didn't know what to expect. We thought we knew, and and as Samuel said, it had gone better than we thought. But one thing that we have been reflecting on a lot is that we are so blessed. We have so much. When you move away, that's when you realize how many beautiful and amazing friends I have in Stockholm because I cannot meet them. Like, I could have met uh, Nasanin every week if I took the time. But now I can't, and I miss it. What is important for you? Let this Christmas be a time when you reflect on what's really important. Because when you take away all the materialistic things, what do you have less? And what's really the things that you miss and that you value? We have also been moving, scaling down. We have less comfort if you compare it to Swedish house, okay? We have a simple, more simple house than we have in Stockholm. But I'm telling you, the house we live in, in Kilgoris, is the luxury part of that city. So people here think, oh, poor you, you just scale down. And everybody else thinks that we had the best in the city. It gives you perspective. And also, people say, oh, you've been sacrificing so much, you're becoming a missionary. Wow, so impressive of you. But I'm going to tell you something. The reality is that we have less things, and we are happier than ever. And that's the reality. It's, we don't, don't pity us, because we took the gold card. And that's something that we really honestly feel. Because, thank you. Because you realize... The most important things were not the things. It was the friends. And to have a job that brings purpose. And to wake up in the morning and knowing that I have time to both work and to rest. And to enjoy life. Because God doesn't want you to overwork things either. He wants you to rest. He wants you to, to live a stable and healthy life. And we have been saying probably every week since we moved out, we are so fortunate. 
We are so blessed. And that's the same year that we have less. But there are other blessings that we should aim for than the material things that we are taught to run after. And the three different blessings I wanted to share with you today is this. Yeah, this is us in Africa. Three times the blessings, the material blessings we have been talking about. That is to have money, a house, a car, a smartphone, a good job, that you have a, a fridge full of food, expensive clothes, the, la the latest things of most things. That's what's the material things. And that is what considered being, oh, she's so blessed, okay? But if you look into blessings for the body and soul, you will find other things. And that's where you find beauty, you find health, sleep. You know that that's a blessing? There are people that cannot sleep. They have a hard time sleeping. So if that's you who doesn't even think about it, you put your place head on the pillow and you're gone. Thank God. Because I know there are some people that have gone through seasons in their life when they have a hard time sleeping. And they are not laughing right now. And then, that's a blessing. When did you think, God, last time that you can sleep well at night? You don't wake up in the morning, middle of the night to worry? That's a blessing. And to be able to have time to do the things you love to do. That's a blessing. It's harder to touch. It's harder, harder to see. But to do things that makes you happy, do more of what makes you happy. What is that? Don't live someone else's life for you. Find the things that is good for your soul, that is a blessing for your soul. And that's what we're talking about, the, uh, the different blessings. To have a, a career. Friends is a blessing for your soul. And that is something that we should aim for and thank God for. And, and children to have, if you are married, you have a spouse, if you have children, that's a blessing from God. Don't take that for granted. That's important blessings. The other things is just helpful, but it's not important. But when it comes to these blessings, to have children and a spouse and, and, and that you have a job and, and that you have time to do things, that you actually love to do. That's a blessing. Don't forget about it. And in Matthew 6, 30 and 33, we can read about, this is the scripture I'm thinking about that representing the, the material blessings, that don't put so much focus on those things because it's really not that important. God has promised us to take care of us. It says, and why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow. They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the to fire, will he not much more clothe you? You, little faith. And then we move on. It says, so do not worry, saying, what shall we eat? What shall we drink? What shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things. And your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. And all these things will be given to you as well. And this is something that I can testify this year. We did this. We took a step in faith. We went, walked on water. We, 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 we did it. We, we 
put God's kingdom first. And there were so many things we didn't know. How we would we go with school? Where should we live? Where should we eat? Do we like the African food? What's going to happen? But you know what? We dare to trust God with the material things, and he takes care of it. Because that's who he is. He's a loving and good father who loves us. Let us also read from Psalm 23, 1 to 4. And it said, the Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet water. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right path for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil. For you are with me and your road and your staff, they comfort me. And this is what I, the scripture that I think is representing the blessings of the soul and your body. Because he wants to bless you for your soul's sake. To take you to green pastures. That's Masai Mara, by the way. To just see. It's very refreshing and so amazing to see God's creation. And it do something with your soul. And I'm sitting out there and I'm looking. Wow, I have a big God. I love you, God. Thank you for blessing me and my soul right now seeing this. But there is a blessing that we call, if you take the three blessings again, that slide. There is blessings that is beyond what's in the, spirit, uh, the soul and body and the material stuff. And that's spiritual blessings. And if you read from Ephesians 1 and 3, it says, Blessed be the God and Father, our Lord Christ, Lord Jesus Christ, who have blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Spiritual blessings. That's the game changer. Spiritual blessings is what everybody desires, but no one else can achieve and accomplish without Jesus. Because what is a spiritual blessings? That's everything that is within God's personality. God himself. And he wants to give everything that is in the heavenly realm to you. That is unconditional love. That is knowledge that you are righteous. That is the wisdom and the Holy Spirit. And that you know that I am a child of God. And he wants to give you peace that is beyond the peace you get. Oh, I find a good thing on sale. Woohoo, that feels good. It's like, yeah, I can rest now. I got the present. Check on that one. That's nice. Feels good. Or if you've been working hard and then you take a hot bath and you're like, oh, this is peaceful. That is a part of peace. But I'm talking about a peace that is described in Philippians 4 and 7. And it says, the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. There is a peace. That is a part of the heavenly blessings. Just one scripture that is going to be representing the heavenly blessings that God wants to give to you for free. It's there for you. It's promises from him, but we take them for granted. And we forget about them. And we worry, and we worry, and we run. And we let ourselves be caught up in the materialistic things and be fooled that the things that is important, that's not important. So I want you to this Christmas to just take the handbrake and say, God, help me to see clearly 
what is important for me, what is a true blessing for me, and just be reminded and thankful for what you have, and say thank you to God for what you have, because if we start to thank him for what he have, what we already have, and we start to pray according to what he already have done, and what he already have blessed us with, and what he already have done for us, your faith will grow. That process, when you start to thank him, your faith will grow, and then you'll be like, God, you took care of this and this and this. I don't know how you will solve this, but meanwhile, I'm going to be thankful. That's to rest in the spiritual blessings. And the biggest blessings of all is to know that my sin is forgiven. I have peace with God. That is the real peace. Because your, your guilt and your shame and your sin is not there to picking like this all the time. If you don't have peace with God, if you haven't invited Jesus into your heart, the sin do that to you all the time. You try to rest and then it comes again. It's nagging in on the inside. And you try to run after the things that you think can give you peace, that you think can give you rest. And that's why people are running with the material things so fast because they think that's how you get blessed. But I'm telling you, the, the blessings we should aim for and that we should be most thankful for is not the latest car. It's not. I have an iPhone 7. It's old, but I'm happy. I have a phone. Most of the people I meet in Kilgore they don't have a phone. It's all about perspective and see what you have. And God really wants to bless us. It also says in Isaiah 41 and 10, Fear not, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. And I will strengthen you, and I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous hand. That's a spiritual blessing that God is with you every day. And in uh, Numbers 6, 24 and 26, it says, The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. And you know this song that has been so popular. The Lord bless you and keep you. He let his shine face shine upon you and be gracious to you. And that is what we are seeking. His presence in our life. That's the biggest blessing of all. And I want to finish by sharing a story uh, about what happened the day before we left. And Alicia knows. Because we actually had a girl in our church who died uh, just one day before we left home for Sweden. And I want to share that testimony with you because it gives you perspective uh, she, she was 25 years old. She had two kids, six and three years old, and she died 7.30 in the morning while hanging her laundry, just like that, because it was electric wire into the hut, and they had been mixtured with it themselves without the professional electrician. And then they had a, a, a laundry wire across the living room uh, that was in metal. And I don't know why this morning, but of some reason, that connected somehow to the electric thing in the house. So when she put up a, a T-shirt, a wet T-shirt, on the laundry line, she just died. She got an electric shock. And why do I share this story? Because 
it helps you realize when things like that happen, young people are not supposed to die just like that. And instead of becoming angry with God and have fear and, and live by fear because we don't want to be afraid of saying goodbye every time to people because what if you don't live? That's not a life. We don't live a life of fear. But when things like this happen, it, re it helps us reflect of if you don't have tomorrow, what would you change today? If you don't have tomorrow, what difference, who should you say I love you tonight? And sometimes that's good to think about that. In Sweden, we are so protective. We don't, we don't meet so many people that die young if they're not in an accident or chronic diseases. But it's more fragile out there in Africa. And that, again, helped me realize I'm so blessed. And I'm happy that I have been taking decisions that I'm in line with my calling. And I'm in line with what I know God wants me to do. And, and I'm in line with my husband. We are, we are in agreement. I tell him every day I love him. What change should you do if you only knew you had one more week? That's just good things to think about. And then her legacy will be a reminder that let's embrace today. You know what? She's in heaven. Gabrielle, our pastor's wife, she prayed with her to salvation. She baptized her. She was on her way to, she worked in, in, the, in, in her business. And it's very sad, but at the same time, it's just take that thing can be the catalysator for us to do the changes we need. Maybe there is someone that you should say I'm sorry to before you go to bed tonight. Maybe there is someone out here. When did you sell, call your mom and say, Mom, you know what? I love you. Because what is important in life? Let us be reminded of what's important. Let us take this Christmas not to be overstressed by things, but actually to take this and let it become what it's supposed to be. That we are reminded that Jesus Christ came to this earth, not for us to have the stuff, but to have peace. That is beyond what we can understand. And let us also take this opportunity this Christmas to not just live selfish life and just take what you have just for you. There may be someone that you know that doesn't have someone to celebrate Christmas with. Maybe you should call that person and invite because Christmas is about blessings. Christmas is about sharing and share the blessings that God has given you. If you have a home, maybe you should invite someone that doesn't have a home. If you have a lot of money, maybe you can help someone else to buy the Christmas presents so they can do those things. Let us be Christian-like this season. And let us stand up together because I want to finish by asking if there's anyone in here that when we talk about this, that you feel, but I'm not sure where I have my relationship with God. Because that is the biggest blessing of it all. That Jesus Christ died 2,000 years ago. And it says in John 3.16 that he so loved the world. That he sent his only son. That whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. We don't have to be afraid about tomorrow. Because I have eternal life. If I fall asleep now and never wake up again, I will be in a beautiful place. I will be with my Father in heaven, and I don't fear tomorrow. I'm excited for another day because I can be a blessing for someone else. And I will put that as a, this year have marked me. I was positive before, but now I feel I'm so blessed. And I want to be a person that is known for being thankful for what I have.
And then I'm happy if I have more. But I don't complain because I have so much. You have been listening to a podcast from SOS Church Stockholm. If you want to know more about the church or have information about our Bible school and leadership academy, go online to soschurch.se. We hope to see you soon at a celebration here in Stockholm or at one of our daughter's churches in Gothenburg or Malmö. Have a wonderful week.